Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged place is a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Welcome. The story of Christmas is the story of God bringing comfort to his people. It is the story of God coming down into this world to pay for our sins. God came into this world in a most unusual way. He came as a baby. And the story of his birth takes place in the most unexpected places. And we will visit these places as we witness the story of Christ's birth unfolding before us. Let us, work, let us as, we, as we come to before our Lord and just pray and dedicate this service to him this night. Father, again, we just thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Father, even as we remember this time of year, we remember your birth, but let us not forget you were born to die. Die so that we can have salvation. Die to reconcile ourselves. Reconcile us to you. Father, we thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we can have this relationship with you and that we can be called children of yours. And Father, I pray tonight in this service again that you will get all the honor and glory and praise. We recognize tonight that has nothing to do with us, but it's all because of you. And we just thank you for the privilege that we have to worship and adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we could stand as we sing our first carol, Good Christian Men Rejoice.
Hundreds of years before Jesus' birth, God chose a barren woman named Hannah to give birth to a son who would become one of Israel's greatest prophets. But this was only a shadow of what was to come. Centuries later, God chose an unmarried woman named Mary to give birth to the Savior of the world. When Mary learned that she was expecting, she traveled to the hill country of Judah to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Together, they waited for the birth of the one who would bring salvation to those living in the darkness of sin. The Old Testament reading is taken from 1 Samuel 2, verses 1 to 10. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord. For there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The the bows of mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven. And she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints. But the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. The New Testament reading is taken from Luke 1, 39-56. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. 
And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. Isaiah promised that the Savior of the world would be born of a virgin. For hundreds of years, the people of Israel waited and wondered who it might be. In time, the angel of the Lord appeared to an unmarried teenage virgin named Mary, who lived in the small town of Nazareth. The angel told her that she was the one God had chosen to give birth to the child who would save the world from sin. Next Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The New Testament passage is Matthew 1, 18 through 25. And it reads thus. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make of her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. of Bethlehem was a small town of fewer than a thousand people whose only claim to fame was that Israel's great King David was born there. But once again, God chose the ordinary things of this world to carry out his plan of salvation. The prophet Micah promised that one day a shepherd king even greater than David would come from Bethlehem and rule Israel. Around the time Jesus was born, the Roman government ordered a census for tax purposes. So young Mary and Joseph traveled to Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem. 
While they were in Bethlehem, Mary's labor began, and she gave birth to a baby boy. It was also prophesied in Micah chapter 5, verses 2 to 5, and it reads, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be peace. The fulfillment of that prophecy is shown in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn.
people of Israel were falling away from God, God promised that one day a Savior would come to announce good news to those who had fallen away. And that's exactly what happened when Jesus was born. Angels appeared to a group of poor shepherds to announce the good news. The Savior of the world had been born. The next Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah 52, verses 6 through 7. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 20 reads as follows. Now there are in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory, Glory to, to God, God in the highest, the highest and, and on earth, earth peace, goodwill, goodwill toward, toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them.
Jesus, the true king of the nations, had been born. Sometime after his birth, wise men came from far off to pay tribute to Jesus. These earthly kings followed a star, something that had been foretold hundreds of years earlier. When they arrived at Jesus' home, they bowed down and worshipped the one true king of the world. By doing so, these kings showed that they recognized true royalty. Some prophesied in the Old Testament book of Numbers, chapter 24, verses 17 through 19. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and batter the brow of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Tumult. And Edom shall be a possession, say also, his enemies shall be a possession. While Israel does valiantly, out of Jacob one shall have dominion, and destroy the remains of the city. In Matthew 2, 1-12, we read, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of all the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go, and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring word back to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the child was, child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they came, had come to, into the house and saw the young child with his mother, Mary, and fell down and worshipped him. And they had opened their treasures. They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream, that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Please note that during the singing of the next song, We Three Kings, that stanzas two, three, and four will be sung back to back before we sing the chorus. So all in all, verse one and the chorus, Verses 2, 3, 4, then the chorus again, and verse 5, and the chorus. Thank you.
We're reminded of what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 to 31. And it says, Consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. So that as it is written, let, one, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Let us remember that in all things, whatever it is we do, we must remember that has nothing to do with us. As we think of this Christmas story, we think of the insignificant of Mary and the shepherds and all the insignificant people, but God made these people strong and they brought glory to him. And I think that so many times we want to boast upon ourselves, even as we think of God has given each one of us talents. Let us not forget, boast in the Lord, boast in him. Paul tells the Corinthian church that the values Principles and ideas that this world holds, they are not the same things that God values. The world looks at places and people of power and prestige, but God displays his power by using the insignificant people and places of this world to accomplish his plan of salvation. Places like Bethlehem, a small and insignificant town in the shadow of a much larger and more important city of Jerusalem. People like Mary, an unmarried teenage girl, These are the tools that God uses to bring salvation. What hope that is for us. We too are people broken by sin, hindered by our own shortcomings, and yet God continues to use us to accomplish his plans today. Let us remember, boast in the Lord, and remember that it's nothing to do with us, but it's all because of what Christ has done for us, that we can say that we are his children, and that we can have hope in this world. Father, again, we just thank you. Thank you that we can boast. But don't boast in ourselves, but we boast in you. And recognize tonight that you can use anyone. But you have allowed, as we look at this story, you chose Mary and used her to do great things for you. Father, even each one of us in this room tonight, we could look at ourselves and recognize that we are insignificant people foolish people weak people but you have allowed us to be a part of your ministry of your work and father even now as we come now as we continue to worship to give back which is yours I pray that we would have an attitude of worship that father we would be cheerful givers and that we would recognize tonight that all of it is yours But Father, also tonight that as we think of this time of year, as we continue on, that we would continue to boast in you. Father, just continue to be with this service and that you would get all the honor and glory and praise for yourself. In Jesus' name, amen.
Shepherds gazed in wonder While angel voices sing This night of nights had come And brought the world The long-awaited King The earth is filled with gladness And yet the heavens weep For heaven's eyes can see He was born to die for me Is that a tear in your eye? Jesus, sweet baby Jesus You must know that you were born to die It must have broken God's heart For the future he could see Yet he formed the hands and feet Knowing one day they'd be nailed to a tree So all the world could know him A gift came from above For God so loved the world That he gave his only son Jesus, baby There's a tear of love in your eyes Jesus, sweet baby Jesus You knew you were born to die Of eternal life, my Jesus, Jesus, was for me. You were born to Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
He came into the world so that the light of his gospel might shine in the darkness of a world lost in sin and darkness. Today, the work of Jesus continues to shine around the world through his disciples. And that includes us. As followers of Jesus, we carry the light of the gospel into our homes, our communities, our cities, and to the ends of the earth. Words as recorded in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 4. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you, and nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from far away, and your daughters will be carried in your arms. The New Testament reading is taken from Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Five, fourteen and 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.
think of the candle, as we think of us being the light, as we think of even in our homes, as soon as the power goes out, what's the first thing that we go for? Because it's dark, we go for light, a candle. Each one of us in this room tonight that call ourselves believers, we are a light in this dark world. The question is, are we being the light that is pleasing to God? Is it a light that is shining bright for all to see? Or are we, the scripture says, trying to put it under a basket so that no one can see it? I hope as we think of Christmas and we think of the new year, that we would be a light that would shine so bright and that people would look at our lives and wonder, what is wrong with that person? And we could say what's wrong with us is that I have Jesus. I am a light in this dark world. And I will shine no matter what because that's what I am to my God in this world, a light. So I'm going to just close in prayer. But as I close in prayer, we have to must remember when I'm finished to blow the candles because we don't want the church to burn down. And the ushers will have something in the back um, to put these in, but please blow them out. Um, but we will close in the, I think this is the song that we sing at all um, candlelight service to close with, and anyone can tell me what it is? Go tell it on the mountain, all right? So let's not go tell it on the mountain, because we don't have the mountain, but let's tell it anywhere we go, all right? So let's pray, and then we will close this service. Father, again, we just thank you. Thank you for the privilege to be called children of yours. Thank you for being a light to shine in this dark world. Father, even tonight as we were reminded, you chose insignificant people to do great things for you. Father, each one of us in this room is insignificant. But it's by your grace that we can be significant in your eyes. Father, I pray tonight and as we continue this Christmas season as we continue to look at the new year, Father, that we would be a light that would shine bright for you. And Father, we would go and tell it to anyone who is ready to hear, that we would tell it to every person that we come in contact with, that people would see that we are different because we are your children. We are a light in this dark world. We thank you. We praise you for all that you have done and you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. tell it to all men.
as we go throughout our day.